Welcome to the Who's He Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we return to our Series 3 retrospective with a look at human nature. But first, let's have some news. And there's not a lot really, is there? It's gone very, very quiet. No. Very, yep. very quiet. So we've um, well, we've, we've, we've scrabbled together a few, a few items, and it's more like a few more updates to previous news items, to be perfectly honest with you. So... First things first, uh, voting has opened for the 2014 National Television Awards. And of course, Doctor Who um, is in the drama category, I believe. Um, and also, the best drama performance, I think Matt Smith and Jenna Coleman are all nominated against each other, apparently. Right. So, um, and also, I think David Tennant's also up for a, a nomination for Broadchurch as well. So, um, now, I did my homework this week. This is a public vote. Right. Okay. Like, well, was the TV choice was we, we like every year we is did the public vote for this one? Yeah. Well, this yes. Well, I can tell you categorically. Yes, you can vote for this award. Um, voting is open till eleventh of October, um, and the uh, ceremony itself will be on ITV on the twenty second of January. So you've got a bit of uh, a bit of a, t- a go to get uh, to uh, see that on TV. Um, yes. But you can vote, I believe, at the National Television Awards website. Um, I think should we should we put a link in the show notes? I can do. I think we I think we should actually. I think we should just put a, a link up for all of you uh, nice ladies and gentlemen out there. So um, yes, it's open now. As I said, you've got until the eleventh October to submit your votes if you if you so wish. So okay. Um, next item of news. We're on to DVD action now. Um, now it's been announced during the week that there's um, a few more sort of box sets coming out called the Monster Collection. Yes. Um, it's another curious box set, really, isn't it? It is. It's 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 a it's a let's make some money box set, isn't it? It is. It is. Now you've got well, there's various box sets to choose from. Uh, base, you've got one on the Daleks, one on the Cybermen, one on the Sontarans, the Master, Davros, and the Solurians. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know how much these are actually sort of going for at the moment, but um, it seems to be each box it has a classic story and a new who story so for the Daleks one for argument's sake you've got the Daleks the original 1963 one with William Hartnell and then a song with the Daleks with, with Matt Smith yeah and just going through all this I think any self-respecting fan's going to have all these anyway well it, it, it's an odd one isn't it because at what point are you going to have if you're a new fan you've probably got the new fan stuff yeah so you're not going to want to buy a box set it's got new fan stuff on it, and um, I just don't know where this is aimed, who this is aimed at, who's going to want an old story. This is someone who's coming in completely new now, isn't it? Well, it is. So it's, it's aiming for that market or for um, completists, really, who just want to get yeah. every single DVD box set. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But as far as somebody who hasn't going to have. Is yeah. going to have this stuff? I can't not, see. Well, who I've got. That is. I've got to be honest. This very nearly ended, ended up in Omega's Tat Corner. Yeah, I think it was a... It's, it's a close-run thing, this one. We try not to put yeah. DVDs in Tat Corner, but, um, yeah, this this was nearly in there, yeah. to be honest, because I, I cannot see the point to it. No, other, other than to get more money. Yeah, it's another cash-in again. 
Yeah. So um, yeah, that's pretty pretty bad. They are available to uh, pre-order. Yeah, I understand. Um, they're actually going for seven quid. It says here. Yeah. But that, I think that's through Amazon. So I don't know what it would be if you went to Forbidden Planet or or the BBC shop, for argument's sake. Yeah. So Amazon have got listed at the moment for a price of seven pounds, which I suppose for a double a double DVD box set isn't that bad. No, I suppose if you take one one of Genesis of the Daleks or something, it's going for about five six pounds on its own. So yeah. yeah. Um, the question is, you don't actually know what you actually get, what version you get. Do you just get the version of the the program without any of the extras that you'd yeah. get if you bought this DVD separately. Yeah, there's not that's, a lot that's of, also um, the question, isn't it? Yeah, there's no no other no other um, information on that. It's not even a release date for it yet. So um, no. so when that comes up, I mean we'll we'll obviously we'll we'll mention it on here, but I do think it's it is a bit of a rip off, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Now um on to other DVD news. The UK autumn schedule uh, for the classic series releases has sort of been changed somewhat. Um now, the 10th Planet release has been moved forward now to Monday the 14th of October. And this now apparently replaces the planned release of the Moonbase, which is now, so it says here, being put back to the 20th of January 2014. Yeah. No reason why. I'm, I'm assuming just a few more bits of animation. I don't I don't know. Yeah, probably just because they've just now decided with the other stuff that's coming out and you've got the... The 50th anniversary coming out, they probably just decided they just don't need to put it out at the moment. Yeah, possibly. I know they've got to sort of stretch this out now because they are, they are actually running out of titles to release, aren't they? So yeah. Um, but anyway, the, the schedule now for the United Kingdom is looking like this: on the 30th of September. Um, actually, it says here, um, <laughs> even the Amazon haven't got it. But according to uh, DoctorNews.net, the Monster Collection is released on the 30th of September. Hmm. But no other site has actually confirmed that yet. So. Take that one with a pinch of salt. Um, also on the same day, Terror of the Zygons. I cannot wait. Uh, 14th of October, which is now the 10th planet. 28th of October is the Complete Series 7 DVD release. On the 4th of November is the Complete Series 1-7 to Blu-ray release. So yeah. that's that massive box set. Um, I'm assuming for the Complete Series 7, they usually release the Blu-ray on the same day, don't they? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they don't. Yeah. So 2nd December, you've got the Dad the Doctor DVD release. And that says it's also going to include an adventure in space and time as well mm. on the box set. So that's, that sounds um, sounds like a good deal, actually, getting both in the same same thing. And then on 20th of January, it now says it's the moon base. Yeah. Cynically, you wonder about 10th Planet, because they put back the schedule, didn't they, the release date of it. Then they yeah. released that regeneration box set, which yeah. had it on. Yeah. And now they've obviously sold as many of those as they want to. They've now brought back the tenth planet back into yeah, an earlier yeah. date. Is that just me being cynical? I, I I think a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Really, I think yeah. it's um. I, th- I think your cynicism is actually quite. I don't know. I think it's quite justified to be honest. There there is uh, especially with that monster collection thing because that is just a cash yeah. in. Yeah, that is just a cash in. But oh well, we shall see. We shall see. Now. Um, an update on something mentioned, was it last week? We, we talked about the Big Finish 50th anniversary story, Light at the End, which is a multi-doctor story. Or was it a couple of weeks ago we, we talked about it? I can't Yeah, a couple remember. of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, well, there's been a sort of like a, an update on the cast, basically. So apart from the Doctors, um, which is Tom Baker, Peter Davison, Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy and Paul McGann, 
Um, you've also got, this is quite a roll call, Louise Jameson, Sarah Sutton, Nicola Bryant, Sophie Aldred, India Fisher, Jeffrey Beavers as the master, and you've got cameo appearances by Caroline Ford, William Russell, Maureen O'Brien, Peter Purvis, Jean Marsh, Annika Wills, Fraser Hines, Wendy Padbury, Katie Manning, Mark Strickson, and Janet Fielding. Mm. Well, that's some cast list. <laughs> Everything you'd want. It is, actually. And more. Everything you want and more. So, yeah, um, yeah I th- I'm really looking forward to this. And I think I might have to get this on pre-order. Yeah. Because usually I just get the, the, the downloads off of Big Fish. I don't usually bother buying the CDs. But I think in this case, I will spend the extra money, as it's the 50th. Yeah. And uh, and pre-order this. And get it on the on the nice uh, CD box set, I think. Yeah, it, it's something to keep, isn't it? It is. It's a keeper, as they say. It's a keeper. Now, um, talking of CDs, the Christmas specials, uh, the Snowmen and the Doctor Who, the Widow and the Wardrobe. Oh, good. Um, the <laughs> I can't, sorry, I cannot get over my hatred of that at that particular episode. Sorry. Um, yes, the soundtrack or the music rather has been released by a Silver Screen. Um, yeah, well, at least you don't have to watch it. No, you don't, you don't. Um, so if you like that, um, it's due for release on the 21st of October. Um, so basically it's the complete um, score for the Doctor Within the Wardrobe and the complete score for the Snowmen. The ridiculous thing is, there's actually more tracks for the Doctor, the Widow and the Wardrobe looking at this. <laughs> it's like an extra heading, five... Padding, oh, padding, indeed, indeed. <laughs> yeah, an extra five tracks on that one, so you can, uh, you can relive the story again in your head. Yes. Ugh, no thanks. Um. Mm, okay. Moving on from that one. Yeah. I th- oh, that's that's it. That is it for the news. There's as, as we said. There's not a lot. No, there's not yeah, a lot this week. Yeah. There's not a lot of news, and most of it could have slipped around the, onto the other side of Tat Corner. It could have done. It couldn't done. Uh, so, um, speaking of Tat Corner, let's go there now. You pester me with trinkets. Right. Well, we've got three items of Tat, and um, well, one of them's edible, isn't it? Yes. Yes, we have uh, we, we failed. There was actually someone um, posted on our Facebook group, Bon Bon Buddies Doctor Who Chocolate Bar, pack of six, um, which you could buy from Amazon uh, for uh, seven pounds seventy four pence. Yes, not including delivery, of course. Um, it says here it's usually dispatched within two to four weeks. So if you want to order it for Christmas, I'd, I'd get it in now because it does say here it's um, it's the perfect stocking filler. Yeah. Okay, um, and there's a collectible sticker inside each bar. It's like the bloody Willy Wonka's golden ticket, isn't it? And there's 11 of those to collect. Yeah, so you can get absolutely stuffed to the gills full of chocolate trying to collect these uh, these stickers. Oh, that's a good excuse. Yeah, I suppose it is, really. <laughs> so there must have been other Doctor Who-themed sweets. I remember there was the Dalek Lollies from my, well, our childhood, I should say. Yeah. But I not don't recall any chocolate bars. I say probably had been out there, and we just haven't we haven't known about it. Probably. In our day, we didn't have the power of the internet telling us what was available. No, we? no, indeed, just advertising. That's all we had. Yes, adverts. When when they used to aim sweets and toy adverts at kids without getting like bollocks for it by the uh, by the some parent pre- pressure group or something. So yes. Oh God. Right. Okay. Moving swiftly on. Now. Um, I don't know which one to do next. Should, should we do the Doctor Who game or the hide action figure set first? Uh, which, is, which is more important? None of it is really. But... <laughs> no, yeah, that's, if that's the criteria then. Let's do the hide action figure set. Yeah. Yes, um, it's in another cynical move by uh, character options. Um, 
you can now buy the Doctor Who Caliburn House Adventure Figure and TARDIS set. Um, uh, Caliburn House basically was the supposed haunted house from uh, the Hyde episode. Um, so in this, you've got a Matt Smith Doctor, a TARDIS, and a disappearing Clara. Yes. Hmm. Now, apparently this Clara is the TARDIS interface hologram or something. Um, and yeah. the um, the TARDIS is, is a, a dematerialised spin-and-fly TARDIS. Ah. I have no yeah. idea what that means. Absolutely. But it sounds impressive. It does sound very impressive. Yeah, basically what they've done with the Clara figure, well, they made it sort of look transparent, as if it's meant to be like a hologram. It it looks awful, and they made it look incredible. It just, it just looks like, actually, it's, it's been painted and then put in the wash, doesn't it? It does, <laughs> and they've also made her incredibly overweight as well. <laughs> I mean, this Clara figure is looking like a little bit chubby, to be honest. <laughs> oh, that's visual interface. It put pounds on you. Don't <laughs> <I>? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a peculiar thing. Um, there's no uh, release date yet from the BBC shop, but it's expecting to sell for thirty pounds. Yes. So um, it, it does say on here that on this website I'm looking at, it says the the photographs are not of the finished product. Yeah. So, um, I guess they're gonna slim it down and paint it properly, <laughs> maybe, or, or just put the figure in a, in, a, in some sort of spin cycle to yes. give it a really washed out look, but <laughs> on a hot wash, I think, actually. But yeah, that's uh, another cynical one again, do you think, Paul? Yeah, yeah, uh, they, they just all are, aren't they? They they're are now, gonna... yeah. <laughs> it's just what they're trying to sell this at the Limit Doctor with unique bow tie waistcoat. Ah. Why is it unique? <laughs> Oh God's sake! Uh, same. Every single model is different. Maybe they are. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Oh God! Um, now, last bit of tat this week. Um, now, this hasn't actually been created yet. I suppose you could say this is a tat rumor, isn't it? Yeah. Um, again, one of our um, followers in the, in the Facebook group um, has sent us this little bit of uh, this little nugget of tat. Um, it says here, a new Doctor Who game in the works, another little computer game. Now, it's, uh, it says it according to the Doctor Who consumer panel. Did you know there was one of those, Paul? No. No. Um, <laughs> How did you apply? <laughs> well, um, I, I, you know what, I don't care. Um, it's, uh, it says a, a Doctor Who video game may be in the works. Um, it looks like another smartphone um, yeah. app rather, rather than a, a console game. Now, what, this is how it's building this game up. It says, for the first time ever... Fans of Doctor Who will be able to interact with 50 years of, of beloved adventures, allies and enemies. Uh, travel backwards through the Doctor's timeline to face his deadliest foes and meet his most memorable companions. Through this epic adventure, you will build a formidable army of companions, allies and past regen- regenerations to take down a foe whose actions threaten to rip the universe apart. Mm. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, until you look at some of the screenshots, and I don't know if you've, and yourself or any of the listeners out there are familiar with a game called Bejeweled. Yes. It looks like that. It does fit. From those shots, that's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah so um, I think, again, we've got another pants Doctor Who game. Yeah, I mean, it, it's too early to, to judge, really, though, isn't it? But we are going to. Yes, we are going finished. to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the photographs do say mock-up, not final, um, no. but... <laughs> Was it an M there? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mock-up with a silent C. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it's um, it doesn't look promising. Put it that way. No, it doesn't. It doesn't look promising, um, especially as this screenshot has got. As I say, it looks like bejeweled, and if no one knows what that is, basically, it's like a 
a grid of these jewels and you have to get like three in a row or four in a row or as many as you can in a row to you know get yeah. a score points and clear the board whatever um this looks exactly the same and and what makes me believe it is going to be the same because on this screenshot it's got at the bottom 78 combo <laughs> <laughs> so obviously it is the same bloody thing to me yeah um, just with added doctor who in it Yes. So, now it says that the game was currently being suggested in the latest survey to fans, and they asked that the, the point of the survey said thoughts on old Doctor's companions and enemies, and the later questions asked thoughts on possible gaming platforms for Doctor for a Doctor Who game, and it looks like the questions were just focused on smartphone releases. Yeah, but that's probably the major yeah selling point now, isn't it, for stuff? Yeah. So it says that the um, these those screen caps that we. Just talked about there. They said they released the, to judge public opinion. Yes. Um, but as you said, they, they put the um, the mock-up, not final watermarks, all the images. So it, it says it does imply that a final release has been planned for. Yeah. It, you know, it's the end, but the moment has been prepared for, I think they should say <laughs> there. But, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it, I don't know. They just can't get it right, can they, Doctor Who games? No. It, this is, this is, this, you actually need something that is a... Doctor Who game rather than something that they've just put a Doctor Who theme to, don't you? Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's uh, it's just this. It's almost like a, you take a game and put a tie into it. Yeah, you just tie it to Doctor Who some very very tenuously. And I think there's everyone. A bow tie has, in this game. Yeah, it's unique. <laughs> a unique. Is it unique bow tie and uh, waistcoat? Um, yeah, I think. I mean, lots of people have said this. I think the only way I think a Doctor Who game would work is if they did Doctor Who Lego. It just lends itself to that. Yeah. It really does. If, if, if you've never played any of like the Star Wars Lego games or the um, Batman Lego or there's loads like Lord of the Rings, Indiana Jones, um, I mean, they are absolutely fantastic games to play, really good fun. And you could in- get all of the Doctor's history in there. Yeah. Because the whole thing about those games, you, you unlock different Lego characters. So you could have like the older uh, regenerations. You can yeah. have all the old companions. You can unlock them all. You can unlock all the different monsters. I mean, the, the, with that one, the possibilities are endless. Um, and you could have a, like a decent little adventure in there. And it would fit in with the Doctor solving puzzles and stuff like that. Because the whole thing about the Doctor, he doesn't carry a gun. And I think that's why people are, or games developers struggle with it. Because you can't turn the Doctor into a first-person shooter. Yeah. Which, but really, that's what most console games are. Yeah. So, so yeah, but with um, but with Lego, you could do it. You really could do it. So if, if any if any games developers are listening out there, for God's sake, get the Lego license and do the Doctor some justice in game form, please. So anyway, that was Phil's right to reply. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've made your opinion clear. On that I one think I had to do a survey. I think I have done actually. Thank you very much. So um, anyway, yeah, that's the end of the news. And that's in the tack corner as well. So coming up very, very shortly is our look back at human nature. So another week then, that was the news. Right then, everybody, it's time to go back into the past and look at series three again. And this week we are looking at human nature. Martha, you trust me, don't you? Of course I do. Because it all depends on you. This watch is... Monday, November 10th, 1913. Make quite a team. Don't be just. Quite an eye for the pretty girls. Because very soon, we will look so familiar. Look, in the sky. Help me! Ah! 
extraordinary man. <laughs> oh, wake up! Completely human. Right, okay, who's... We do this every week. Whose turn is it to go first? I think it's yours. I is think. it mine? Is it mine? Okay. Um, I've, I've got to say, I bloody love this. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I haven't changed my mind at all since I first watched it, when it, when it was um, broadcast back. Was it 2007 now? Crikey. Um, yeah, I think it's absolutely a fantastic piece of television. I, 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 cannot, I just cannot fault it, to be honest. No, it... It was one of the worries was going back watching this one because you thought, oh, I really like this one. Yeah. And am I now going to start pulling it apart? Yeah. But no, this is probably about as perfect as you can get in terms of pacing and everything, isn't it? Yeah, it it is. Um, And I don't know why they haven't asked Paul Cornell to write anything else. I know this was based on his his Doctor Who was one of the Virgin New Adventures stories, wasn't it? Um, and that was, it was called the whole story was called Human Nature, um, that was the Seventh Doctor story, and it was slightly um, slightly different um, in the sort of like the actual structure of the plot. But the, the sort of like the one thing that he does keep in sort of like because he's um, he's compared at the times Bernice Summerfield, who was posing yeah. as his niece, and same thing again he gave Bernice a list of instructions of you know pr- to prevent him from doing things, but again didn't tell tell her what to do should he ever fall in love. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got the, the whole thing of uh, sort of like the, it's near the Great War, it's, in, it's set in an English village and everything, but the actual, it's not the family of blood, it's called the Obertide Shapeshifters. Right. So, um, yeah, so it's a little bit, it's a little bit similar, but yeah, it's, um, but not sort of, you know, I think obviously it's been adapted quite a lot for the television. Yeah. And I'd, I'd say, I honestly think this is one of the best bits of television that, that the Doctor Who team ever, ever put together. Probably because it has come from a, a, a longer idea. Possibly, I, th- I think there is something in that. Actually, I think there is something in that. I mean, Paul Cornell was a, a fantastic writer, anyway. It's just what a, just what a fantastic story to draw from. Yeah, and and you probably had more time. I mean, you probably had more time actually in writing the book than you would normally get as a script yeah. writer for a TV series. So you tend to be able to work out your errors and. In the plots and whatever, what yeah. he has done, what what they have done with this is actually in bringing it into a two part story. It's just actually then getting the pacing and what you leave in and what you take out to actually make the story work. Yeah, that's it. That's and it. obviously got that to totally right as well. Oh, definitely. I think. I mean, I think some of the things I thought in, in this was like Freeman argument was absolutely fantastic in this. I don't care what anyone says about her acting abilities. I thought she was brilliant in this. Yeah, and I'm it's really her good. that has to carry the story yes, as such, isn't indeed, it? Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, I like the um, the whole subject of race was brought yes. up as well, because you have got that, I mean, obviously 1913, it's all the empire and all that, and obviously people who weren't whites were very much looked down yeah. upon. Um, Having totally ignored it in the Shakespeare Code, Yeah, you wondered whether they would completely ignore it in any future story. But no, they... They did uh, meet it in this occasion, and yeah, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't ignore it in this, but purely because of the setting, no. and an English public school for boys. It was you, you couldn't ignore that. And yeah. You've got the whole thing that back then as well. Um, you had, I mean, basically, women were looked down upon as well, 
Yeah. And also you see you've got like a and also they were like servants scrubbing the floor. They're female and one of them's black as well. So I mean, yeah. it, you know, it's you can't ig- ignore what, you know, what the <laughs> what the population was like back then. And no. especially in that environment. But I th- I thought that it wasn't it, I thought it was handled really really well. Yeah. They didn't labor the point. They just made a few comments you thought and you get an idea of what it was like back then to be to be black really in yeah. in England at that particular point in time. So yeah, it was good, but it was also all, not just from the um the schoolboys, it was also from and that was it was sort of veering off into the next episode now, but um but also from the people in charge of the school. Yeah. It was just the attitudes then. And even like Martha herself admitted it, didn't she? She was never sort of going to get on because of her because of her color. Yeah. Yeah, in in the guise of her as being a maid, anyway. So um, yeah, it, I thought it was it was really well done, really well done. Um, I thought the other thing I liked about this was the scarecrows, which I thought were really shot well. They were re- they were creepy. I thought they the way they moved they moved about. I thought it was really really effective the way it was done. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there was no uh, and just the, they didn't bother showing you. Just got the surround in people, and you knew something was ha- going to happen to them. Yeah. And then it cuts away. They didn't try to do any sort of fight scenes with them and such like that. No, which was quite right. good, I think. Yeah, you didn't get into the question of were they strong enough or whatever. It just was a very well put together idea, I think, on that. It was, yeah. Um, I mean, also, I mean, I thought the other good thing about this as well was the um, Joan Redfern and John Smith romance. I thought it was it, the way it starts off in this particular episode. I thought it was it was really well handled. Yeah, it was actually quite a, like a, a sweet little relationship starting up, and I think because Jessica um, Hines is a good actress anyway. But I mean, for most part, I mean, I've really just known her from Spaced, and I've only really known her doing comedy roles. So to see her doing this, um, it she it quite surprised me. Yeah, um, yeah, she has done stuff other than this, but well, obviously has. But yeah, um, I think yeah, as you say, I think Spaced is the main thing you we know her from. Yeah, that's just our limited. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, also like to, I mean, because obviously, twenty twelve was after this, but she was fantastic in that. But again, it was it was another comedy role. Yeah, and I must have that's all I've ever seen her in is comedy stuff. Um, I've never seen her do any serious work before. So to see her doing this, as I said, you know, back in two thousand and seven, I was I was impressed then. And I was equally impressed watching it on DVD this week. Yeah, the only thing you'd say on that is the fact that they're supposed to have been there for two months. Yeah, and everything suddenly accelerates. Over the course of a day, it does really, from, doesn't it? From not even calling her, he's been there two months and hasn't got past calling her matron. Yeah, until that day. So at the end of the day, they're basically in a relationship. Well, I know first first name terms, of course. Yes. <laughs> so you sort of think after he kissed her, do you mind if I call you Nurse Redfern? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can call me Nurse. <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I think the other thing I liked about it is the the Journal of Impossible Things because I think this, yeah. is the, this is the first time that the Doctor's history was fully acknowledged. Well, there there was bits in, all the way f- through this, wasn't there? That you had just the little nods, nicely done. Yeah, but then to see all the sketches of the of the previous Doctors, yeah. that that was great. That was great. I think at the time people were quite pleased that they included McGann in it. Yeah, I, I can't remember why at the time people thought that McGann. Was sort of been airbrushed out of of whose history, and this seemed to be some sort of confirmation for certain fans that I, th- I think probably it all goes back to the fact that you didn't have him 
you didn't they didn't give him a regeneration scene into the new series. Yeah. So it's almost as if oh well we've left it blank on that one because we don't if we haven't brought shown him changing into the the ninth Doctor then we can always pretend he just didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't see any reason why they would do that anyway, but... No, no, but yeah. if you're saying about why people was wondering yeah. about the... Yeah, had he been airbrushed, but... Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, um... I thought... He's been inked in. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I thought the, um... I thought the other thing I liked about this was the little um, thing about when Johnson talking about his parents was yes. Sydney and Verity. Yeah. Um, which I must have I've forgotten about, so when I watched that scene again, it was... It still made me sort of feel quite. Um, it sort of feel quite glad inside when you hear that sort of thing. It was just an, it was a nice little tribute to the pair of them. Yeah, again, didn't affect the plot. If you didn't know, it didn't mean anything. It didn't spoil it. It didn't no. do anything. It was just yeah, had to give his parent. If you wanted him talking about his family life as a, as a human, and he had to have a parent's names, then yeah. Why not? Exactly, exactly. And I think the other thing through this as well. There's there's also a, a very big. Um, anti-war message, which which has the payoff in the next episode, which we'll talk about next week. But um, all the way through, you've got like the the the, um, the machine gun practice, yeah, and stuff like that. Um, and you've sort of like Nurse Redfern doesn't like that sort of because of the she lost her husband and everything. Yeah. So yeah, so there, there's all and there's a very strong anti-war message throughout there, and it's all this the whole thing about sending boys off to war. Which basically happened in 1914, wasn't it? We were yeah. sending children to fight. Yeah, I thought it was. Um, it, it wasn't. It wasn't heavy-handed. I don't think. No, it was. Yeah, it, it really was just the fact that you then suddenly had the the machine gun practice and all that, and you're thinking, "Wow, this is an interesting school." Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now the other thing um, as well, you had all the um, the family of blood taking human form, and I thought. Now, what do you think of Harry Lloyd's performance as, as Baines? Do you think it was sort of veer? I mean, it was veering to you know, it's going really over the top. Um, but I, I think he played it just just right. Yeah, I think. No, yeah, I, I'm not going to say. I don't think it was over the top. I think he. It needed to be something. It was the to show that the joy of that character actually having human uh, having a form again, almost wasn't it? Yeah. And, enjoy, that, and, and enjoying the, the 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 hunt and the destruction, yeah, really wasn't it? Yeah, and that that came across so well. You got that across so well. Yeah, I did like that. But I think also, mainly from looks. I mean, it just wasn't. It was all on his facial expression, wasn't it? Well, it's the facial expressions. It was like the, the crash zoom into his face as well. Um, yeah, and I must admit, I thought the direction in this was was fantastic. With some of the shots, I mean, like we're going back to the um, the bit when the uh, John Smith, Joan Redfern are, are having a walk in the country, and they see the scarecrow sort of with, with one arm hanging down off of the off the pole, so he, he ties it up again, and it was just sort of like the the light was was fantastic, and they also got the, these, this camera shot where you, this it just made this lone scarecrow look really really creepy. Yeah, just the way it was it was it was shot and the lighting it was. Utterly fantastic, um, but so I think it was those crash zooms into Baines's face when he got a, like a sniff of the of the time lord essence or whatever. Um, I it was brilliant. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, and so Charles Fowler, he only actually directed the f- four episodes of Doctor Who in this series, wasn't it? And hasn't done anything. Yeah, uh, Charles Palmer. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, it's a shame, really. I don't know why they haven't used him again. Whether he didn't want to do any more or... Possibly, possibly. Um, I think the other... Uh, I don't know if you noticed, um, Paul, when they did the um, the little girl was skipping down the lane, Lucy Cartwright, with, with the balloon. Yeah, um, another callback. Another callback to Remembrance of the Daleks. Yeah. Because that was when you saw the little girl who was the Dalek battle computer, they played that little... Uh, that, what is the name of that song? It's got, yeah, it has got a name, hasn't it? That little piece of music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah whatever it is, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so again, another little callback. But again, it was one that if you knew it, you did. And if yeah. you didn't, it didn't mean anything. It just sort of, it's a, like a little girl skipping down the lane. It's that sort of childhood sort of music. It's, I, I, I wish I could think what it was called, but oh, never mind. Um, I thought it was, it was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Ends on a really good cliffhanger. Yeah, I mean, that, that was the thing, actually, was the fact that I really wanted to watch the second part of it straight away. Yeah. Having watched it again and even knowing what's going to happen. That's right, that's right. And I think for a, for a story that doesn't really feature the Doctor, it's not a Doctor Light story, this one, but it doesn't feature the Doctor himself. Yeah. He's, you get John Smith. Yeah, it's, it's not David Tennant Light, but it's a Doctor Light. Yeah, um, and I think it is one of the best things that the Doctor's ever done. Yeah. I mean, it's actually, it's, it's actually been quite nice watching David Tennant under playing acting, isn't it? Yeah. As well. And actually well, we, watching, we just can... watching him and thinking, oh, yeah, what a good actor he is. Yeah. Well, we we can, we, we'll get round to that when we do next week, because next week we'll be talking about the family of blood. Um, yeah. And you can, so obviously, in that one, the, the Doctor makes his appearance in that yes. story. And I think that, I think then's the good time to talk about um, David Tennant's acting. Yeah. In that one. But, um, yeah, I, I honestly thought it was absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And I, I, must admit, I cannot wait to talk about the next one now. <laughs> no. No, it, the other thing about it is just how the fact that they just gave you the information in little chunks. as it, well, You didn't just get the, oh, he's changed into humans right at, the, right at the beginning. Yeah. You got the something's up, then obviously, oh, what's happening here? And then you get a little bit more explanation, then you get another scene then you go a bit more explanation it's quite well just bled into the story rather than yeah you get it and the fact if we're going to talk about David Tennant the fact you actually knew that something was he was playing a different character yeah his performance wasn't you know it wasn't just oh this is the the do- you you know he's not the doctor because you're told you could act Tennant's performance was actually you could you could you knew just from that he wasn't yeah. the doctor yeah 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 I completely agree completely agree I just think it's one of the one of the best forty five minutes of Doctor Who um, that they've done. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, I've got. I mean, we've got like a, a run of good episodes coming up, haven't we? Yeah. To, to review, so um, from series three, so um, yeah. I mean, this this is the start of a, a fantastic run of episodes, and um, obviously the Comedian Arch gets its payoff in a few episodes' time. Yes. Uh, so, uh, which I, again, I can't wait to talk about Utopia. So. <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, as I say, I cannot wait for next week. Yeah, I cannot wait to talk about it next week. So, um, so this definitely gets a thumbs up from us, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It certainly does. It certainly does. So I, I think we'll leave it there, shall we? Yes, I think we've we've, uh, we've discussed that at length for um, for uh, long enough. So um, yeah, so next week then, well, we're going to continue with our series three retrospective and talk about. Um, family of Bloods, I'd say Human Nature. No, we just talked about that one. <laughs> we can talk about it again so yes. much if we like it. 
Um, now, next week, we're not too sure what we're going to do news-wise, because we are going to the 10th Doctor showing at the BFI next Sunday. So, um, we might have a little bit on that next week. We're not entirely sure. No. It's, it's if we get time. It's if we get time. So, because uh, yeah. um, we'll, we'll see how we go with that one. So, we might have that next week for you, or we might leave that for the week after. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? So even we don't. So that, that we just start we're flying by the seats of our pants. That's not what we're doing here. So, um, so until next week, then it is goodbye from me, Phil. And uh, goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Mm-hmm.